Welcome to Let's Talk About It, where we take a direct approach to mental health by speaking about the things that cause us pain in hopes that it will help someone else. This is a judgment-free safe zone, and all is welcome. I'm your host, Safe Word. Now, let's get into the topic. The topic of today is loss. Have you ever lost someone that you loved? Whether it be a parent, a child, a spouse, a best friend, a pet, just anyone or anything that you loved very, very much. If you're like me, then you know that losing someone that you love is hard. It's hard for anyone. And dealing with it is really hard. But it can be even harder if you don't have a strong support system. Or in my case, really any support system at all. Three years ago, my mother died of breast cancer. I was 23 years old. I was a college student. I was working full time. And when she passed away, my life completely came to a halt. I started emotionally eating. I started to isolate myself. I stopped talking. I just became a recluse. I never left my house. I never went anywhere. I just lost the will to do anything. It was very, very difficult for me to deal with. And even today, it's even more difficult now because of the gravity of her loss and the fact that it hasn't hit me yet, that she's not here anymore. Or maybe it has. Maybe I just haven't accepted it. Losing her to me was the equivalent of losing a part of myself. I had a very close relationship with my mother. I'm the youngest of three girls. I had a very close relationship with her. She was my best friend. We did everything. We talked about everything. It was, she was someone I trusted because I don't trust a lot of people. And when she died, it was really difficult. I was 20 years old and a college student when she called me into the room to tell me that she had breast cancer. And I went, I went back to my room and I cried for about an hour. And she checked into the hospital And at the time, the doctor came in to give her the prognosis and she told him, I don't want you to tell me in front of my children. So she left the room, but the doctor unfortunately forgot to take his clipboard with him and left it on the bed. And I just happened to look up when no one else was looking and I took a look at the prognosis. She was already in stage four. So I knew by that time she didn't have very much time left. So I focused mostly on taking care of her, making sure she had everything she needed, while also going to college and working full time. It was a very, very difficult experience. And I didn't have a support system. My other two sisters were doing their own thing. They were handling it much different than I was. Their their methods were a lot more extreme. My method was to isolate myself, to stop talking, to stop leaving my house, to just be confined to the four walls of my bedroom, which 
by that time was the only place I felt safe. When she died, it was almost like uh, at the bowling alley when there's some pins and you roll a ball. You roll the bowling ball towards the pins and it knocks everyone down. You hit a strike, basically. It was kind of like I struck out on life. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. But the worst part is having to deal with it all by myself. I don't have a very strong support system. I don't have a support system at all. It's different when you're around a lot of people, but you're still alone. Because no one knows how you feel. No one knows what you're dealing with. And those who try to only make it worse. It's hard to deal with the gravity of losing somebody that you love. That part is already hard enough. But the worst part is screaming out for help and nobody's listening. When you're screaming out, I'm right here and nobody's listening. It's like everybody's going on with their lives. I mean, it's not as if you want everyone's life to stop because you suffered a loss. But sometimes just being there for a person when they're going through something like that is more than enough. It's it's different, you know. It's really, really different. Um, I've had people who have lost family members try to level with me talk about their experience but when you realize that your experiences aren't even relatively the same and your your uh, circumstances and theirs are like apples and oranges it's almost difficult to really feel like they relate to you well and especially if the person that you're looking for for comfort has had a difficult relationship with the person that is now deceased that can also make it hard for them to even try to relatively understand what you're going through even if that has nothing to do with you the gravity of the loss of my mother continues to hit me even though it's been three years sometimes I find myself crying for no reason I find myself angry. I find myself not wanting to live. The holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving are the worst. Because my mother would cook for the holidays. She would cook. And many of those nights I spent up with her all night long until 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning helping her cook. Uh, she didn't celebrate Halloween. It wasn't really her thing. But when we were little, she would always take us and buy candy and stuff for us for Halloween. And Thanksgiving, she would cook and I would help her. And then Christmas, we had a 12 o'clock tradition every year. We'd get up at 12 in the morning and open our presents. She died in August of 2017. Christmas was four months and eight days away. And I have to tell you something, that was the saddest Christmas I've ever seen. And these past couple years since then haven't made it any better. She was very special to me. And life without her just isn't as exciting anymore. Sometimes I 
find myself waking up and not really wanting to be alive because she was such a big part of my life. And what's frustrating about it is the fact that people don't understand the gravity of losing your mother. Someone who's never lost a parent or maybe lost a parent later in life, they don't understand the gravity of how it feels when you're young. When you're young, you're in what you call the stupid phase, where you make silly mistakes in your 20s that you don't want to make in your 30s or your 40s. Most people are lucky enough to have their mothers when they graduate from college, when they get married or start a family. I wasn't that lucky. My mother died just a couple of months before I graduated from college. It was her wish for me to finish school so I could go on with my life and have a great career. That day was unarguably the best and the worst day of my life because here I am, I've got my cap and gown on. It took me longer to get my degree because she was sick and I spent most of that time taking care of her. But I've finally done it after everything I'd come, come up against in the past four years. I'd finally graduated. It was finally time for me to walk across the stage and to look into the crowd of proud parents and know that your mother isn't there. The one person that you wanted to be there, it's bittersweet. So let's just say I didn't enjoy that day as much as I should have. It's so frustrating sometimes when you see people who have their mothers or fathers or parents, you know, or anyone that they're close to, and you realize that you don't have that person in your life. My mother took up a lot of my time. I used to call her on the phone every day, every break. When I was at work, I would call her on the phone. Anytime I went to the grocery store, I would call her on the phone. The worst part is going home because I lived with my mother at the time. And I would go home and when I would open the door, she would either be in the living room watching her TV shows or in her bedroom. You could hear the TV. And after she passed away, it just wasn't the same. Going home, putting the key in the door and walking in the door and expecting her to be there, actively knowing she's not going to be. But walking in the door and not hearing the TV on, hearing complete silence, that drove it home even more that she was no longer here. It's a very, very difficult situation to be in. And without a strong support system, forget it. It's really hard. I've tried them all. I've tried suicide hotlines. I've tried talking to therapists. I've tried talking to, um, you know, the online chats, things like that. But what is someone who has no clue about what I'm going through going to tell me? Why am I going to pay someone $80 an hour to ask me how it makes me feel? I know how it makes me feel. And as far as calling a hotline... How is someone who's sitting on the other side of a cord who has probably never had a hard day in their lives or someone who probably still has that person in their life that they love that hasn't passed away going to tell me about my feelings? How? What are they going to tell me? Absolutely nothing. It's a lot easier to deal with someone who knows what you feel 
how someone who is 60 years old, who had a parent die at 55, going to tell me about losing a parent at 23? We're at two different stages in life. I was 23, a young woman, and I lost my mother. My mother was my best friend. Every little girl dreams about her wedding day. At least I used to dream about mine. And I used to dream about looking into the crowd and seeing my mother there, proud of me, her beautiful daughter and her beautiful wedding dress. And, you know, I used to dream about being at the hospital and giving birth to my first child and handing him or her over to my mother, saying, this is your grandma. You look just like her. When I give birth to my first child, my mother won't be there to hold him. When I get married... My mother won't be there at my wedding. And I don't care what anyone says, having her there in spirit is nothing like having her here in the flesh. Sometimes I understand that people do their best to make you feel better. but Sometimes they actually end up making you feel worse. Because a lot of times they'll throw in a lot of cliches like, oh, it gets better and, you know, she's with you in spirit. And when you're when you're in pain... You don't want to hear that. You don't care that she's in spirit. Especially from someone who's never lost a parent. You have no clue what I'm going through. You have no clue what pain this is. And the worst part is when people minimize your pain. Or try to make your pain sound like it's small. Or like you shouldn't feel pain or you shouldn't hurt. Or it's been too many years and you shouldn't hurt. Three years is not equivalent to 23 years with my mother. It won't take me three years to get over her because it didn't take me three years to meet her. She wasn't in my life for three years. She was in my life for 23 years. 23 years won't be enough time to get over my mother because I lost her young. And I miss her very, very much. And sometimes there's just certain things you just wish people would stop saying to you. So sometimes... It's better to me if they don't say anything at all. And I know sometimes having a support system makes things a lot easier. But if that support system is filled with people who have no clue or blatantly don't care, sometimes you have to do it on your own. That's really difficult. But that's why I created this podcast. Because I know there's someone out there just like me who needs some support. And I'm here to be that support. So if you need to talk about it, I know what you're going through. Because I've been there. I'm still there. And I know that this is real. You know, this isn't some cry for attention. This isn't some desperate way to, you know, whatever. This is real. Because this is real life. This is... This is people's lives we're talking about. This is real. That's why I created this podcast so I can be a support to someone just like me. Because I was tired of looking around and seeing no one that even relatively understood what I was going through. So here I am. And uh, I'm here to listen. If anyone wants to talk. I'm going to leave my email at the end of this podcast if anyone wants to write in and talk about what they're going through I'll be happy to talk about it on this podcast 
But anyway, I'm hoping that just this little 20-minute talk helped someone or made someone feel better about their situation or that they weren't completely alone. And it makes you more likely to open up because there are people like me that are here and that are willing to listen. Well, bye for now. If you enjoyed this talk, please support my podcast. If you would like me to speak about any subject related to mental health, please leave me an email at the numbers 2020 time, the number two, talk at gmail.com. That's 2020 time to talk at gmail.com. Please let me know if you would like me to read your email live on my podcast. To protect your privacy, I will omit any personally identifiable information. This is Safe Words signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.